Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. I'm in Key Largo. Uh, this is the Keys Bartender Podcast. I'm here with Papa Joe. Hey, how you doing? Okay, yeah. You're on he's unwinding a little. Are you unwound? I'm unwound now. Okay, Papa Joe. Uh, this episode we're just gonna be I think it's gonna be Mared Exclamation point. Mared. Mared. Yeah. Oh good. Um We'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, I was starting out with, um, I, I mentioned to Jenna last week that I had um, been asked by a fellow, a co-worker of mine at my restaurant. She's an English teacher and she has college-bound seniors and uh, every so often, once a week, she brings in someone to speak to them. And... I didn't know how long they wanted to speak. They didn't know what to speak. She she was suggested by one of the owner the owner's daughter of the catch is her student, very successful student, Molly, and she asked uh, she told her teacher that I would be very motivating. And they asked me to do it, so I came up and uh, I'm thinking about a subject and it's something that would be useful to a high school senior and all all that. And what I did was talk, I, I spoke about resilience, how important it was that you're going to have obstacles in lives and you're going to be able to come back. And, and I, I talked about it ad nauseum in a previous episode, but uh, I, I did forget one, one thing. I was, it was very well received. And I, I got the That's feedback. The good. feedback, they were, um, they were quiet, very attentive, and I got feedback from them when I was talking to them. They asked questions and they, they chimed right in. They were engaged. So I, I succeeded at that. And I try, I always try to do a positive message. That's the reason, for some reason, I guess, I guess that's the reason why I don't know how the hell that Tony Robbins thing shows up, but that's what I try. I try to bring value to people's lives. Well, whenever it's important for high school kids, yeah. especially. Well, the unique part of it, uh, one of the, um, one of our clientele at the restaurant overheard that, and uh, she said, "Oh, what an honor! Why in the hell would they ask you?" Like, and I go, <laughs> and I just went, and I know I talk about this shit all the time that you, whenever anybody says something about you, you know, anybody else's opinion is none of your business. Uh, any other anybody's opinion about yourself. What they think of you is none of your business. Now, that doesn't give you license to be an asshole. So you try... First of all, that part only works if you're trying to be a decent person. <laughs> if you're trying to be... If you're not a decent person, it's going to be hard for you to get the peace of mind to be able to ignore hostilities and, and, and did, did poor things. The person at the bar, it was just being clumsy with words or was it a barbed comment? I, I think it was a barb comment. I think it was a little self-loathing. Like they say, you know, failed. There was a woman who was a, a bit older than me. And uh, she may have had issue with it, you know, or maybe I should be, you know, or something like that. And she goes, well, you're like the... She actually said, I think one of the things that follow was, you're like the opposite of someone that should go in and talk to seniors. What are you going to talk about? And I said, oh, I'm going to, I go like this. You know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to be talking about um, how to get fucked up real quick, how to make fake IDs, <laughs> you know, how to sneak into bars, how to put, uh, pull uh, bar pranks on people. What the fuck do you think I'm going to say to people? 
You know, what do you, what do you think I want to talk about? Oh, it's great. Why don't you, you know, you're college bound seniors, you know, why don't you ditch the engineering class and just become a bartender? Which, you know, some of them may become bartenders and stuff like that, which, hey. It may not be a bad idea. It's not, hey, you know, it works for me. It works for me what I do. I, I, there, I could do a lot of other things that pay more and I get more time off, but the things I like to do, and it's like having a little, wherever I work, whoever, th- I say, listen, you're going to have to put up with a little, several things. I have lots of opinions. I'm an opinionated person. I am. I'm an opinionated person. It's only recently I understand that I don't, people, I don't have to be insulted when people don't accept my opinions. It's only a recent development for me that I can mentally handle disagreement. I used to be able to topically handle it and go, let's agree to disagree, you asshole. You know what I mean? Right now, it's like, well, yeah, it's the varieties of spice of life. Some of my best friends disagree with me vehemently. Now, there's certain things I will not, you know, the things about being a good person, decent, decency, common decency. Yeah, why would you come? come I don't, I don't, I I, I, no one should, I would have. There's no, well, you, your behavior belies your words, right? So this lady says all these things, like I'm the opposite and all that stuff. And right after she said that, I'm like, Whoa, did that affect me? It went right against that one of those primary tenets I try to hold to other people's opinions on myself is none of my or is none of my business. And I I I took it to heart for 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes, which is a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I go, "Fuck." And there was other things I'm thinking, I just want to do that. I had I had someone had done something at work. Last week, I don't want to say it because of current work and stuff like that. And it had caused me an ongoing loss of income, and it was intentional. Oh, and uh, I have to work with the person, so I could have been. And it was addressed. It was addressed. It was addressed this week, and I could be resentful about the history and dig into how long and what and this and that. And then just feel like shit and have eventually not get along, cause disruption or something like that. Or I can just go, it's a, it's a theory. You, know, you may call me a pussy. It's called radical forgiveness. You go, it's like, go for I mean, I'm not a churchgoer, but no, there was one thing I like good. about Christi- Christianity, right? The, one of the things is... Um, you know, after you're baptized, go forth. You know, you're washed of your sins. Go forth and sin no more. Isn't that go forth? Well, go you 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 know what? This is it. This is the payment for it. Go forth and sin no more. I'm done with it. I'm not saying I'm done with you. I'm done with it. Right? I know. And you can't do it. You can't do that for everything. Obviously, if someone means you evil intent or can hurt you, no, I would. And, I would. I would use the the Tao in, instead of that. You know. Either way, we're going to be talking about forgiveness. There is a great forwarding of oneself. Uh, When you forgive someone, you begin to see things that you would not have normally seen because you've let go of the hate, the rage, the anger. And when those filters come off your eyes, uh, you'd be surprised. I felt so much better. Opportunity. I I felt so much better, especially with that one, the the previous one. I could go and say, hey, listen, you're going to have to earn my trust again. 
I know I'm going to do these um, punitive things. You know, all this bullshit stuff. Yeah. And I go, wait a second. That doesn't further you any. What? It doesn't further you. It doesn't further. It doesn't further the environment I want to be in. It makes me, it makes me feel negative. I know. It sounds like some of you people say, you know, it's best to uh, approach something and and settle it right there. You know, if you're going to, you know, somebody pisses you off, I'm just going to go and fuck them up, you know, or do whatever people do, the disruptors out there. And, and for maybe for certain things, injustices, it makes sense to be a disruptor. But in personal life, it doesn't really help. Sometimes just being you is the disruption. Um, and what's great about that is when you stand for what you stand for. You're coming from the heart. You stand for who you are, mm-hmm. right? You're an honest person. You're just doing what you do. Sometimes that's disruptive to people like this woman where all you said was, I was asked to go speak to some kids. Ooh, there was a reaction. There's now ripples across her, her pond, so to speak. Um, you can't control that. All you could do is either choose to react or choose not to react. But in doing either of those, there's a there's an internal reference. Yeah. I'm going to react because you're a dumb bitch and I'm going to shit on you. Or I'm going to choose not to react because I've not walked in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know your pain. I don't know your reference. And so what's more important to me is I'm going to go talk to these kids. Yeah, yeah. And... It, whether you think well, I mean, it, it, or it, not. it was funny for the topic I was picking, it was directly attributable to the qualities you need to have when someone you felt you feel like you've been put um, put down or cast aspersions or cast on you. It, it really speaks to that and and being able to to come back to that peace of mind. We just started about ten minutes ago. The owners, uh, the owner has returned of the, of the Kelly Tiki, Kelly Contiki. Jenna has arrived. Yeah. Contiki Resort here in, uh, central Key Largo. I won't say north anymore because there's plenty of north above us. So, uh, that, that's really been helping me. It's when you're driving down the road and someone does an asshole move, you know, like you, you really don't know. They could be having a fucking heart attack. They could be having a screaming fight. There could be a bee on them or something like that. I don't know what the fuck's going on. To get upset over someone else's state of mind, what they're doing. I mean, I had a guy freak out on me at Poland when I made a, a U-turn in front of him. But he was <laughs> he was about 150 to 200 meters away when I started doing it. I don't understand why he would freak out like I just did it right in front of him. It was like two football fields away. So I'm like... <laughs> why? Why would you fucking speed up? So that, and I won't go any deeper in it because there's re, a ridiculous I- implication. But see, all those, all so, those. We listen. That happens to everyone. Traffic is a perfect example, yeah. right? So you're driving down the road, yeah. and someone does something profoundly mm-hmm. stupid. On some level, you know, there are some things people do can be serious, right? Yep. Doesn't really matter because what can you do except drive defensively and go about your business. Yeah, you're not going to change your habit by going and no, reacting. And if to you them. flame out in your vehicle and you start yelling and screaming, um, some people say, "Well, that might be therapeutic." 
Yeah, but not every therapy is a positive one. Well, you could do it with your windows rolled down and maybe scream and scream. There's primal scream therapy and all this stuff. Um, yeah, but getting it out, getting out, diffusing it by not referencing a past injustice, injustice. This reminds me of something else. Everyone has their coping mechanism. Yeah, primal scream. Some, I some, some, see happening some, too some, often. some, some rage. I see happening. All rage. Time. Uh, it's, if it, if it brings you to the place where you're, it, it's all telling, like a lie detector. I think that brings your your pulse down and your brain waves and slows down your thinking and all those things. Well, obviously, you got to be quick thinking when shit goes on in front of you in the road. But those things are telling when you when you when you're calming down and doing. You're actually doing something. You you realize you're doing something that helps you. You realize, and you can't, and it's really maddening when you can't get the person, your significant other, to calm down. And, and asking, sometimes asking someone to calm down is as difficult. It's like doing the opposite. It's like putting it's gas like, on the Yeah, I know. Sometimes. Well, I mean, to me, it's like you're, I think what I'm saying is, you're, you're making a judgment on their concern, their level of importance they're putting on this issue, and you're going, it's not that important. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. and their head's going, are you fucking kidding me? This is so important, and you're telling me it's a, and you're putting, it's number one, and you're moving it down to number 10, and it's freaking me out, and all this stuff. And that's your, I don't know what it comes from. People say it's your id, your ego, or whatever, something like that. It doesn't matter where it comes from. If you recognize it, go like this. This, you know, right now, this is important to me, but will it be important to me tomorrow, day after tomorrow? Is it, is is that a sham? I don't know. You just got to really mean, if someone's, there's issues that are poignant and timely, like someone on the fire, you throw them on the ground and roll them over, right? Right. And then with a blanket, stuff like that. And there's other matters of opinion, which you have time to hash out. And sometimes people aren't willing to hash them out in that time. So that's the part, the part where, you know, the heated discussions come up and things like that. That's where I'm trying to get out of my head. And I don't always do it. Your body, you're not always physically. My body and mind are tied together like everyone else's. But I get exhausted sometimes. The way I train I don't know why I do it. I do it on some things when I work a double. I'm 56 years old and I'll work out for two hours and then I'll go to work and then I forget. Hey, Jim, your work's your workout. You're working for 12 <laughs> hours. You don't have to fucking go to the gym. Go to the gym on your day off. Yeah, that might help you, huh? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just common sense. I just think, uh, and you know what, Jim? You're not going to look like a 22 year old guy, but it'd be all right. I just want to look like a great 56 year old guy. And maybe that makes into a great looking 56 year old guy may look like he's 44. So I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who am I to judge? I just want to be in shape. Um, we would change the subject before. Hopefully, Jenna can come on. Um, this is, uh, oh, we're going to maybe have to talk about this a little longer, but I had a Jehovah Witness come and visit me the, oh, uh, the other day. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's not the married part. That'll be after break. Be married for oh, yeah. Me, Jehovah Witness. Now, I had a long, really long, uh, there was this, Older 
uh, African-American gentleman, black gentleman, used to come around, Ray. I love Ray. He was a Jehovah Witness. He'd come in. He'd bring the people that he trained to my house. And people say, what are you doing it? You're letting him in. I said, well, I'm being nice. I said, I'm not. What do you think? I'm going to, if, what do you think? If I'm going to convert, like if it, I can have a gay friend and not, you know, hang out the weekend with him and not be gay at the end of the week. Not that that's a bad thing. And not no. that being a Jehovah Witness, maybe, because there's, I have some interesting, we'll talk about his break. I have some interesting, no, it's all tied into this. But I talked to Ray, and Ray was a wonderful guy. I hope he's still around. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. But he used to come in. I used to offer him water and all that stuff. And he'd bring in these nice little preachers and stuff like young. He had all different ones. He had some young women, some uh, young guys, black and white, whatever. They come in. And he says, oh, this is a nice guy. You let him in. But he's not going to. You're never going to change him. If you could change him, then good luck. You know, <laughs> Ray, Ray, I think that's what Ray was saying. Because he's, he's uh, a... Uh, what do you call that? A Catholic, lapsed Catholic that had enough of this shit. shit. <laughs> you know, he got, and I think, I hope I didn't want to try to convince. I said, man, I better not make my arguments too good. Right. When we get, I'm trying to go, okay, I'm listening to it. And the shit they're telling me something like from a, you tell an eighth grader, they had cartoons and they show me things and they ask me yes questions. Well, wouldn't you like to be there? And I said, yeah, I'd like Santa Claus to come down with a load of presents for me too. Well, how's that likely that's going to happen? So while he's doing this over weeks, so this guy comes in and he starts asking me this stuff and he's not like Ray at all. He goes right in and says, well, you got to do this in order to go like, I said, you're selling it. You're going with the hard sell. I know your whole thing. There are only 144,000 anointed ones that will rule in heaven with Jesus. Now... Currently, and I said to this guy because I stay up on my rec, uh, most of my thing, I think there's a little over 8 million adherents, Jehovah Witnesses, right? That's a lot of goodbyes coming Yeah, yeah. Day. And that's the people that are alive. So maybe there was 20 million total of Jehovah Witnesses that have died since 18, I think it was 1880, 1870, 1880 was created. Since then, I think maybe 20 million adherents have lived and died as a Jehovah Witness. 20 million, less than Christ. If you do that right, I think that would be less than um, 1% of the people would be about 0.8%. One out of 130, 140 get to the top level. And then I did a little further uh, statistic. One percent of Jehovah Witnesses are expelled each year. That's a significant number. One percent. One out of a hundred, that's not many. Well, how long is the average person's life? A little 70 plus years in the years where, you know, na- nowadays. So 70 percent of the people over a course of a lifetime were expelled. Now, I'm not saying you have the 70 percent chance, but you have a really good chance if you live 70 years, you might be expelled one year. If you marry a non-Mormon uh, you refuse to raise your children Mormon. You celebrate a birthday. You, you don't give over your tax information. Yeah. You don't pay your appropriate amounts of tithes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they ask for your tax information. Yeah. All sorts of things. Oh, Just yeah. like they would do Mormon and Muslim and Catholic right. and stuff like that. So you do this. Imagine if you were trying, if you're an Amway salesperson. Jenna, are you with us? I'm here. Hi, Jenna. An Amway salesperson. Here, I'm an Amway salesperson. Okay. Forget about what I said before. Jenna. Pyramid scheme. No, no. Pyramid scheme. Yeah, but, but listen. We call it multi-level marketing. 
And the top level is where you want to be. Okay? It's going to be top level. I'm telling you, you sell these products. These products sell themselves. That's right. Just and you get someone, you get people friends. underneath them, and underneath you. Invite your friends. And you invite your friends and all this stuff. And you're going to always do that. That's what you're always going to do. You're always going to be promoting yourself. You're going to go out there. You're going to promote the organization. Do this. And the more people you get, the higher you raise in the rank. And the higher, higher, higher. Where, wow. Well, what are the... Now, the chance... You may ask me a question and say, what are the possibilities of me getting the top as rank? You go, well, less than 1%. And that's not guaranteeing that you'll be with us because every year we spend one hundredth of our members are just expelled for violating some obscure rule. So with the 70%, you may have like a 0.3%. If you put all your efforts in it, try your hardest. 0.3%. You'll be on the time. What do you think of that deal? One out of three, one out of a thousand, one out of 300. Let's go. Oh, but first... How much money did you make this week? You need to write us a check for 10% of that. Meh. That's your entrance. Well, I am way. You're going to have to buy a $5,000 worth of shampoo. Yeah. That's how I equate yeah, yeah. Imagine if you're United Airlines and a frequent flyer miles. Right? I, oh, I, I, it's such a great program, United Airlines frequent flyer. After 10 years... You may have a chance to be upgraded to first class. Maybe not. But if you do something stupid in those 10 years while flying, you might go on the no-fly list and never be able to fly again. (laughs) What kind of deal do you think that is? That's what the guy was selling me at this thing. And I go like this. Come on, buddy. You got to sell the, you got to sell the sizzle, not the steak. Or, you, you know, sell the gravy. Sell the sauce. Thank you. That's wonderful. Oh, that's the good South American stuff with the real poison in it. Yeah. It's the jungle, the jungle formula. Yeah, jungle. Insect repellent. Okay. I get it from the neighbor. So, so that, that um, Jehovah Witness thing always gets... Uh, I, I think it's hilarious. I think it's creepy. I use well, the, it's, almost any, it's almost any religion. Come on, you have to go approach that door and try to recruit someone. No, it is any religion. Evangelicals, uh, Mormons, they're all coming at... When they're on the street... And they're banging their drums, they're waving their flags. Or you know who doesn't recruit books. you? You know who doesn't recruit you? The what? You know who don't recruit? The Hebrews. Jews. Jews don't recruit. No, why? They don't want you. Catholics don't recruit. Catholics don't recruit. Well, not in... Not, not in the... Not in the United States. Not in... Uh, you know where they do their uh, stuff is in third world third world countries africa and how do they do that they, they open up hospitals churches well they give opportunity reach i know they give opportunity there's right. a young uh, a guy in zambia they run may schools. End up, uh, going to a seminary and stuff like that and can end up being a priest in uh you know in the suburbs of birmingham alabama and you know that people you know supposedly you know Catholics can be as much as one could be supporter of racist and stuff like that, but when you're in a church and a priest if your priest is black or Chinese or anything like that, they may not like the way they speak, yeah, probably not. but they're not they're cat if they're Catholic, they're not going to diss them no, they'll just write to the archdiocese and tell and tell them move this guy maybe maybe yeah, that no, maybe I not guarantee uh, that's listen, what would happen they don't hey listen there's a lot plenty of white guys that they should have moved to and they did move around a lot you know what we're at 23 minutes we did that jehovah witness thing we're going to take a little break right now so 
Hey, what do you think? Everyone play your tambourines on the break. Okay. Whether you're one of our regular visitors to the Florida Keys or you can't wait to visit for the first time, you'll want to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the Florida Keys. To learn all the secrets, tips, and the stuff we don't talk about to anyone but each other, visit 43keys.com. Sign up for our newsletter and never miss any of the exciting things we have planned for you. That's 43keys, the number four, the number three, keys.com. Very exciting uh, middle part of the sh- um, thing. Uh, we were having the a break, fil- the break conversation. Break, the break conversation. We were just went into the Joe Winnis and um, and we, I I don't want to pick on the Joe Winnis, but this was Joe Papa Joe. Tell me the story right here. Well, we live in a neighborhood that has a very active uh, Jehovah Witness Hall, and um, there same neighborhood. Same your, neighborhood. your old neighborhood. No, this neighborhood. Oh, that was here. Oh, I had I had more. Oh, it's, it's, it's less than Mormons a mile. It's, it's 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 a half a mile south of here. Yeah, Kingdom Hall. Yeah, yeah no, they're listen. It's they're, a small ca- it's small town. They're good people. They believe they're good what people. They believe. Yeah, when they they came to the house, they're real nice. And and I like you. I don't turn them away. I'm not nasty to them. Yeah. They handed you the uh, you pam- know. the pamp the watchtower. No, it wasn't the watchtower. <laughs> it was a book. Here was the book. The book was. Was it that comic book? Jesus for Atheists, essentially. And how, in other words, it, the book, the premise of the book is we're going to prove to you Jesus was real. This is written for you who doesn't believe in anything. Now, that's the book they gave me. And so I read it. And it was just filled with metaphor and stories. And, there, of course, there were biblical passages. And, I, you know, I read the Bible. I still do. And you so, know what? Wait, wait, wait. Just so you know about the Bible, as a literary piece, it's very disassociative. The ideas are disconnected, and the plot lines do not follow directly through. They jump around a lot. That's just what you know. I'll tell you, what's his name? Elron Token? <laughs> when he created his thing, he streamlined that thing. So did Lenin. Yeah, streamlined it. So did Lenin. All it's made a, up. Listen, it's so. a book that you can morph it into whatever so you this want bo- it to. The book so they had. hand me the book. I read the book. I told them I would. I read it. I made my notes. And I said, well, <clears throat> I actually have two books that get right to the point on truth and religion. And uh, Thomas Paine wrote both of them. And so uh, writes a man in common sense. And so I handed that to them and I said, I want you to read this. And they were very resistant to reading something. And I said, well... Maybe you shouldn't be that resistant. Read them. It's going to challenge what you believe. If you believe honestly that this is the truth that you believe, then then your beliefs will be resistant to that. The, the, the to a interesting challenge. point. That one particular point where people aren't allowed to investigate a supposed other line of reasoning because it is um, it will make it spiritually unsound. It's a gateway for. To Satan or right. consider it poisonous. Yes, imagine anything. If you, if you're a, if a, anybody, if you go and read Karl Marx, no, can you read Karl Marx? Can you read Karl Marx without becoming a communist? Of course, absolutely. You can. can you read Mein Kampf without being a Nazi? Yep. Okay, 
So, I mean, if that's all you feed yourself on, and we just mentioned this before, and you were talking about the circle of logic, that they use the confirmation of someone writing, saying this is the person. And the only way to prove the fact is coming back to another writing right. that a, says this is the it's person. A, it's a solipsism. It's Jesus so, is a... You a know, de- stories that were eventually written, and by the way, you know, written after Christ. For the most part, the experience of Christ was written after, well after he was dead. And as a result of them being written, therefore they're true. No, that's circular thought. That's twisted logic. That doesn't mean they're true. It just means that the great stories that were eventually written down. And that people selected and put in a compilation because the King James Bible and the Catholic right. Bible and all that stuff they were selecting for. And it's a translation of a translation of a translation. Oh, yeah. And so where they go, the and final opinion. thing is going like, what's because the final thing? What do they're they say? all written by different people as well. No, what do they say? What do you call it then? What's the umbrella thing that makes it all good? Divine inspiration. It's divine inspiration. Divine inspiration. Joseph Smith reading through the bottom of uh, the magic hat, through the golden rocks or secret rocks, the seeing stones, right. or whatever stuff like that, whatever someone, the burning bush. God told me there was a burning bush. Here's the rocks. Oh, they broke. Here's a bunch of sand, but I'll tell you what was on those lists. There are 10 words, 10, 10 commandments. There were four, no, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, there's 10 commands. Definitely 10 commands. Maybe 12. No, 10. The most important, by the way, the most important message that God was going to give Israel, seven of them were property crimes. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I, you don't hold my attention when you pull shit like that. So, and they made God, and they made God look like a very angry prom queen. Pretty much. Prom queen. Because he showed up at the prom... She showed up late, and they're worshiping a golden calf. God shows up in the form of the Ten Commandments, and who throws a bitch fit? Moses, and throws the stones down at him. So like, what? I don't arrive for two hours, and you're going to have a party without me? That's what it was, a party. I mean, if you saw the Ten Commandments, the one with Charles and Heston, there were some really hot women dancing over that golden calf. They were, oh, man. That, I mean, the party I wanted to go to. Hey man, I've seen the some party. Israeli defense soldiers, the females. Oh, they're super they're hot. Oh, they are so Woo-hoo. hot. Well, Gail Godot, the, the Wonder Woman. Was Gal, in, yes. Gal Gadot. Gadot, Godot. Gal Gadot. I, French, we were just talking, we were talking about the French thing. Oh, we, we didn't even mention that yet. Oh, but anyway, yeah. that was my experience with mm-hmm. them. However, I will say this. You know, whether you read the Tao or Buddha, um, um, or, or I'll even say Marx, there's, there's poetry, there's truisms, there's lessons to be learned in the existence, where it's capitalism or it's, it's, it's the pursuit of, of spirituality. When you begin to take the stuff literal and you begin to... Ooh, Tyler. Ogie. Right? Dog just went nuts. When you begin to Mexican yourself into these, you can't do this, you can't do that, and you limit the human experience, then you've limited the human experience. And what a loss to everyone. And then all this sectarian violence, 
that we see every day. Yeah. We see it more in the Middle East than we see it here. All because of religion. All because you don't believe like I believe. Oh, well, hell, you know what happened and it in just Western goes on and on and on. 20 it's years like, ago, it was happening in Ireland. And it's like our politics here, yeah. which are married. They, they follow the same themes. Our political discourse here is now religious discourse. They're inseparable. Not that they talk about religion. They follow the same themes. If you're either... You're either with us or against us. You, if you're not in this camp, then you're then you're an alien to be. What do they say now? You're not American if you're not with us, or you're a traitor if you're not. Well, with they throw us. that with the people that are the biggest proponents of it, the Judeo Christian one, where they say, are you know the evangelicals? They love the Jews for one reason. They want the end of the world to come. The end of the world's going to happen in their neighborhood. And they need to have their the people who are supposed to be primarily evolved besides them. Because obviously they're not going to be here when it happens because they're going to be called up to heaven. And the only people who aren't going to be left to worthy doubters. And who's the facilitator of the end times? Who's the character? The Antichrist. Yeah. How ironic, right? <laughs> the Antichrist. How freaking And they're ironic. following the Antichrist. The Antichrist is the enigmatic figure... Who everyone follows, like he's the Messiah, and he can do no wrong. Do no wrong. Do no wrong. And a certain Only people see him, they go, "Like my guy's super this. evil." There's nothing. I mean, uh, it's, I heard someone defending him on uh, social media. I won't even say the platform anymore because they don't do shit to police their own uh, backyard or front yard. They, they were going off and say, well, man is so flawed and God sent his only son to do it. So it shows that he loves us that much. But, oh, my God, you just proved that everything he does, they see the failures in, in themselves and the failures in him. A guy that never, ever, once, ever apologized for one thing in his own life. Think about it. I, I, I was doing one word. That would have taken so long. But they, they, the biggest apologist for a, a, talking about forgiveness and confession and all this stuff is a guy that, I hate to say this once again, and I know it's going to piss off a coming over here, that always lies, always lies. Not some gilding the lily, outright lies. He just said the other day that it was a fictional... That it was fictitious emoluments clause in the Constitution that you can't, there's no law against making money from being the president. Yeah, he's about to find out otherwise. But yeah, but see, that type of. I know, we just said, we were going to take, bring me back. Bring me back to earth, Joe. So let's talk about, since we're talking about that, let's talk about something somewhat related. And that's, and that's coming to this country. And not speaking the language. Well, no, the, 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 the funny thing about when I brought that story up to you is I walked up to a table and I heard that they had a French accent and I was almost certainly they were French. And I went up to him and said, and it was very loud in there. So they may have misconstrued my accent as perfect French. And if you, I do have French listeners in the United States and some in France every so often. And I said, comment, uh, bonjour, comment allez-vous aujourd'hui? And I said that like that, and uh, je, je m'appelle Jacques, or Jim, Ooh, I should have said, oh, Jim, uh, but I said that, and then I heard, uh, oh, bonjour, blah, 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 um, beer, blah, 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 vin, 
blah, 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 poisson, blah, 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 pain. I mean, I was getting every fifth word and I'm just nodding there like an idiot. And I said, oh my God, for some reason they think I can understand this gibberish, which well, you, is not gibberish. Well, you started you it. started it. I, I did. I know. It's not. I, I said, I and I did it. It's like, I did it. It's like, I invited, when I went up to a girl. It's like the genie out of the bottle, man. Yeah, it was a genie out of the bottle. Oh, you don't understand a reaction. My reaction isn't that, oh, my God, why do they have the gall to do this? No. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. It was like, when I walk up to a girl and compliment her, and she won't fucking leave you alone the next three hours. You know, you're up your ass the whole time. You didn't expect that. You didn't want, yeah, that wasn't my, I met, I went and made him feel confident. I was, I should, I went one phrase too long. I should have said, my name is Jim. And what can I get for you today? And then I could have just ended this. My, I should have said, or, uh, uh, je parle français, uh, uh, très pauvre. Very poor. Right, yeah. I, I speak French very poorly or whatever. Say it with a very poor. And, and so I'm using wrong conjugation. So this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I invited that. Did they speak well, English, though? They did. They did. And they spoke English better than I spoke English. The motherfuckers. <laughs> but hey, at least you tried. They probably I know, I know. They spoke they English. They didn't judge you that they, 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 anyway. they spoke, they go like they this. I go like this. I am sorry if I gave you that impression. But whatever you said for those 30 seconds, I got fish wine beer bread <laughs> that's what i heard and i i don't know i didn't even hear uh rose or rouge or blanc blanc uh so i didn't hear any of that stuff so i didn't i couldn't even help them with that but the thing that we were talking about is like okay i go over to poland i'm in slovakia i don't understand i try my best i, I point to appoint to the things i i know pivo is for beer and i go the, i know the letters ipa they may be able to say that too so hey, ipa yeah talk that means yes in polish and we and no and all that stuff but in the united states going up someplace and someone immediately starts speaking spanish to you I look like I fell off a potato cart. <laughs> I'm as Irish looking as fuck. I mean, I could maybe look like one of those guys from Argentina. There's a lot of those uh, German uh, German guys, war yeah. criminals yeah. went there. <laughs> I look German. Yeah. One would not immediately take you to be associated with the Spanish language at all. I do have some Span Spanish in my DNA, though. Yeah, but you look at you, and it's just like, no, nah, you don't look Hispanic. Mm. No, no, a lot of, um, a little Asian. Actually, I do have a little African, too, but primarily the northern part of that continent. Everybody yeah. does. Pretty much. What? Everybody M does. Most, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most has like a, I know, you have, a little, you have a little of all this stuff, and sure. then you have the one, the predominant, because, you know, years ago, it wasn't acceptable. Right. There was someone in my family that had sex with an Eskimo. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, we know that we know that we you know that with my that there was one. I imagine it was one thing or another with stuff like that, but there's just someone that eventually got half and half, and they ended up like one person with. So, did you actually one. take like the ancestry DNA? Well, we no, I, I didn't take it yet. My sister, I assume we have the same parents. Uh -huh. We look like my sister looks like a smaller, <laughs> okay. smaller version. There's no huge. 
uh, the size difference between my brother and I, other than my brother looks like a scaled model of me. Okay. Like at five, Jim, this is Jim if he was 5'10 and, uh, and 160 is- pounds. 158 pounds. He's a little Jim. He's a lean. He's a lean guy. He's a lean guy. He's not. Oh, I used to be the lean guy too, but I was I'm six foot four, and I was I'm six inches taller than my brother. So, but that's the only difference. It was just like a smaller version. And I think because he started smoking when he was like 15, a little stunted growth there. Stunted, stunted growth, and he never ate his vegetables. I ate my vegetables. I did. I, I ate my vegetables. Funny because you know why? Somebody offers me he a cup of eat. coffee. I say no, no. No, it, well, it that, the, the, the compelling thing. For, I'm not. Of course, I'm poor. I'm not saying so. as a. As a <laughs> Eating my vegetables was not a thing that made me innately better than my brother. It made me hungrier than my brother. And when I wanted to eat, in order, I learned if I ate more of the green stuff, they let me eat more of the red meat and the chicken. I think that's just the Eskimo in him talking right now. I know the blubber. (laughs) I do like blubber. I do like when I have a steak. When I have a steak, I look for marbling and stuff like that. I don't want to fucking lose it. Do you have a a strange affinity for quilts? Quilts. No, I don't. You look at a manatee and go, wow, that would really taste, taste good with good. potatoes. Nom, nom, nom. Well, I think I like pork chops with lots of, you know, <laughs> lots of fucking fat on it. I wonder how manatee tastes. <sighs> That's what Tyler well, it's a mammal. Said, it's a mammal. It, it would be close to uh, well, seal and stuff like that. They used to call them sea cows because they used to eat them. Well, the Here, Native back, Indians back, used to Yes, eat back when them. actually we were. Why would you not? Homeless, Why wouldn't but, you not eat something until you understood consciousness and things yeah. like that? I mean, imagine eating monkey now. Yeah. I would, um, we're, um, little shits that poo in their hand and throw it at yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. That would be the shit, shit which would in French. Merd. Merd. Title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Merd. <laughs> shit. So we're, we're not <laughs> going to go, well, what we shouldn't think about why. I hear humans taste like pork. That's what they say. Yeah. I can tell you this. It kind of smells like pork. When they're cooking. Mm. Burnt body. That's yeah, weird like because our, uh, the, that's earth sign, right? And we're primates. Yeah, but aren't we like really close? Well, somewhat to be. Genetically. Uh, oh, I know. But being able to share the thing. Well, the closest we are is a chimpanzee. Yes. I never smelt a bird. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, the chimpanzee. They're here, here. So, but I mean, that's, that's where we are. I mean, but then again, we're not that far off from the house, house fly. We're like 87% like a house fly. You know, like one of the only other mammal that have sex for pleasure. Who? Pigs. Don't pigs have sex for pleasure? You don't think whales do? How do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't followed a whale. Because someone did something that went. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Here's a fun fact. I was just. It was. I mean, they have blow. It was click all, but... a clickbait because I wanted to find the end of it. They said twenty of the longest living animals in the world. Uh, the number one was something lame ass thing that lasts fourteen thousand years. A sponge. Oh. Because okay. it regenerates. Oh no, jellyfish. 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 Mine but one of the ones way up there, like number three, the Greenland shark. Guess. Uh, 550 years. That's it. Right around there. I mean, they said 450, they said, but they think it could be up to 550. 550 years. 550 years. You know where that puts that? That's before the, the Europeans, uh, well, the Southern Europeans, the uh, 
made their way across here. I didn't want to say discovered because, you know, uh, ah. it was discovered by Indians before then, wasn't it? Christopher Columbus was a con man. Yes. <laughs> oh, he was, a, he was an Italian guy working for Spanish people. <laughs> As we do. Yes. Yes. Hey, we're horrible when we try to start our own business. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go working for the Spanish guy. Yeah. He's a guy of the money. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. So, uh, listen, we'll end this and we'll... We got uh, 49 minutes, it looks like. You know, you guys... My brain's almost empty. Didn't bring up Beach Feo yet. What? Beach Feo. Beach Feo. We'll talk about it next episode. Hold on. 48... We're going to say that... <laughs>